This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Yo, what's up, everybody? We're back. Post-America Podcast, doing it again. And today we have a man who everybody wants to hear from. The phones at the office of Post-America are ringing off the boards. Everybody, get this guy on, get this guy on. He's been on before, but we never got personal with him. So now we're going to hear the story of young Luke Rota of Wisdom and Chains and so many other bands. Luke, what are you doing? What up, Rich? No, nope. man, you had me you had me falling asleep over here waiting for you. Sorry about that. Sorry. You're working hard. This guy works around the clock. Local 79, New York City. How's work going? Good? Yeah, it's going, bro. A lot, of, a lot of money. Uh, yeah, you know, make money, spend money. You know, I'm always making ends meet, you know. Let me get a guitar. Buy a guitar for the guy. Come on. <sighs> Forget it. Jeez. How many guitars you need? One or two more. That's all. Now, listen, you've been on before just talking shit, hanging out, chit-chatting, but we never really got the story of Luke Rhoda. I mean, this is a guy from the Bronx, New York City, one of the last of the Mohicans, New York hardcore, a young young guy in the New York hardcore mix, which, you know, it seems like it's very rare in that city anymore. How did, how did you? Yeah, how did you get into hardcore? And what age? Give us a little history, a little background. Uh, man, let me see. I mean, I got into it at a young age because I was going to shows through some mutual friends. But I don't know if it started before. Like before, I got into. I think the first, you know, like. Uh, as far as records and shit go, I think my brother brought home a sick of it all record. But I don't know if that was after I met Siv. I can't remember. I met Siv through like my aunt's mutual friend or whatever. And then I, I went to see them in like 94. That well, was like did, my first. How, how was he connected to your aunt's mutual friend? Like how did... I think they went to high school. Uh, I think my aunt's friend went to high school with him in Queens. And then all of a sudden you seen him around or something. He schooled you like, well, how did that, how'd that work? No, out? no. She, she, she knew I was into music already and like the drums and shit. And she was like, listen, you know, I got my, fr- my friend's band always plays. we got to go to the warp tour or, and she knew actually the roadie too, um, Jimmy Perry. I think they all went to school together, but, um, I, I yeah. So I, I can't remember if that was like my first introduction to hardcore, but, um, so I went to see Siv and, uh, you know, from then, then on, you know, I was like, oh shit, look at these guys, the tattoos looks cool. Mosh pits, all that exciting shit. But, um, was Siv the first band you saw sure, live? Like, that I, was a hardcore band. I, I'm pretty sure that was my first at, that I seen live. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if I knew, I, I think I knew the music already. Um, and I, but that was my first like live show I ever seen, but I, and that was actually down, I think in Florida. 94 uh wolf torn florida i believe wow so then, your first official show is civ on the warp tour in florida 
in Florida in 94. And then I think I seen him again, like 90 after that, I really didn't see him, but then I started, you know, hanging out with, um, you know, my brother brought home CDs and then, uh, I knew Tyke, but that, that came later. Um, and then I think I seen him again in 95 or six. And that was in Jersey at like Camden, Camden, New Jersey, I think. Now, were you immediately hooked after after seeing them live with this? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I knew that I, I love drums. I knew I liked drums already, and I was always into like fast and aggressive shit. But I never knew there was faster than like you know Metallica, or, like not as fast, but like more more like you know like crowd. I I, I just like the chaos. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing people jumping off stages and shit like that. Um, so that was really introduced through hardcore, but then, then I was starting to hang out with like my brother's friends, like, uh, you know, Tyke and everybody and, and, and Vinny Stigma was the godfather of one of our, our friends in the neighborhood through his father. He, Vinny knew his father. So then, you know, obviously we started, you know, my friends had all these CDs. I got introduced to all that shit. And then I took it from there, man. It was just, you know, it, it was over. Once I heard hardcore, it was over. I didn't want to listen to anything else. Wow. So yeah. in you, in what neighborhood in the Bronx are you out of? Uh, Throg's Neck. So in Throg's Neck, was this music kind of popular? People were listening to it or was it kind of like the I'm, outcasts were kind of only listening? Nah, it was, def- it was definitely outcasts. I mean, I, I mean, there was a good amount of people, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like either like, you know, punk rock, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like bands like Rancid, you know, Dropkick Murphy's, all that shit was around. Pennywise and... um. But yeah, I, 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 then I started listening to, to shit and then Tyke just took over. I, you know, I started my first band with Tyke when I was uh, 13 called Two for Five. And then like, you know, then, then so it was wait, just How old were you when you saw Civ? I was uh, so ni- 94. I think I was what, 10 the first time, maybe. Wow. I think I might have first been, show what, was at what, 10 what, years I, I was old. 86. I can't I can't do the math. 86 and 94 was the first time. And then uh, after so- that, I think. I 86. Like, uh, so 86 to 96, you'd be 10. So 86 to 94, you're eight years old. So then I was eight. <laughs> you were eight years old at your first show. Yeah. And then ah, the, and ah! then I picture you you know that picture like I, I, I showed you and I saw Siv all the time. I, I yes. That was before that was before I was in two for five. So it had to be, I was like either like 10, 11, it was definitely like 10 or 11. That's a yeah, that famous picture with you and Siv, you as a child and Siv looking like he does today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so damn, so eight years old you hit. But that Siv show. wasn't like it, it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like Siv. Like I hung out with him, you know, like nah, like nah. every. But how did he, he treat you as as an adult? Like how did he treat you? Would treat you nice? Oh, or dude, the best. He's the star? best. Yeah, he was the best. Oh, no, okay. no, he was the best. He put me on the tour buses. He, you know. I, I, he, put, he was always on stage. Then he, he in Camden, I remember him because uh, at that point I knew the record. And um, at that point, he, he he brought me out to sing like the ending of fucking uh, of Can't Wait, You Win It More. Just like, you know, hand me that I like to say, hey, hey, you know, the ending part. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I took the mic. I remember I, I can't believe there's no video or pictures, but like I remember him giving me the mic. It was a wireless mic, I think. And then um, I put my fucking foot on the monitor. And was just screaming in the mic like, "Hey, hey!" And that was like, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Damn! So you're but, a young, um, young cat when you got into that. Yeah, and then Tyke started bringing me to all the other shows, and then that was like 13, and then it was over. You know. Now, who would you live with at the time? Is you're just with your family? Uh, what when 
earlier. Yeah, like around around that shit. time, eight to ten years. Yeah, old. yeah, I was um, yeah, I was um underneath. I was living underneath my grandmother, where I grew up, like the house I grew up in. Okay, like I didn't mother. move out. I, I I didn't really um, what was it called? I didn't really start. You start like being, you know into the you know like into the banshee until i was 13 but i was still at that house i left that house i think when i was 15 and where'd you go from there so uh we moved down the block but like you know what i'm saying my pops was never really home but i was already i was already kicked out of freshman year of one school i was going to uh lehman and then um and, and i was already in the bands and shit by then you know what i'm saying so uh, i was really i was never really home i was always at tyke's house Okay, let's not go too far then. Then the first band you're in, you're it's thirty. You're thirteen years old. Yeah. Wow. Geez. Yeah, we we did a CD. We did a CD. Like like Tyke was my brother's friends. I knew him through the neighborhood. They were always hanging out, shit. And uh, some somehow I I knew he played bass, and uh, you know we, I was already playing bullshit music and cover songs with my uh, excuse me, Rich. Uh, you know, like my cousin had a guitar, bullshit like that. My a friend down the block. We were just doing stupid songs, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I had drums in my basement. It was driving my neighbors crazy and uh, my grandmother crazy. Ah. But um, he 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 had drums already in his house in Edgewater. So every day, I, he would be hanging out already on the corner outside my my schoolyard at my grammar school. So like I, he was always sneaking me cigarettes and shit like that. And um. And then I, I would just go straight from school right, right to his house. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would just walk together right to his house. It was close by. And uh, we would just play and write right there. Nice. Yeah. Like, he had that band. He, Him and my boy Maggie had that band. And they're, they were doing shit. I remember, uh, like, Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. And their drummer left. And then Tyke was just like, yo, come on. You play drums. Let's go. And then they showed me like four songs they had already. And then, I, you know, whatever, I just killed it from there. And then we just started writing like crazy. Wow. And so in, in the Bronx, are there a number of bands or is it just you guys at the nah, time? No, there was. There was. I just can't remember ones that stuck out. Like, like uh, man, there was, there was uh, who the fuck were we playing with a bunch of times? Uh, man, Richie, I'm shot. I, I, if I think about it, I can remember. I can't think right now. But there was like a handful from like just doing battle of the bands and uh, uh just local think, shows. Uh, when, when you think of new york hardcore not too many bands out of the bronx pop up a few but not too many yeah uh, i was wondering then, I if mean, there was a lot of kids in the scene from the bronx a lot of bands a lot of there was there was going to shows there, there was bands but never really like the shit that we did you know what i'm saying like mm. we, we had a distinct sound but there was bands there was like you know, there was some some uh, rock bands, punk bands, and, and it was always a mix. And uh, there was something called the Bronx Underground. And uh, there was some shows. I, yo, dude, we played so many shows, I can't remember. And then we started playing, like, bigger shows. Like, with uh, there was a band, like, Bad Luck 13 and uh, Murphy's Law. We played with the Black Dawn in the Bronx. I remember. We started playing, you know, we started, like, doing, you know, branching out a little bit. You played with Philadelphia's Bad Luck 13? Yeah, yeah. Uh oh bad luck 13 are you sure you're no, i'm sorry i'm name. sorry i'm sorry no hold on rich see i'm shy it was union 13 okay all right it was you it was like a punk uh like a, a punk band but you but you know we were getting i remember that name union 13 there. i remember that yeah 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 so yeah, we were getting our bills when you joined that band what it was already going it already exist no nah, it wasn't like that they they had like uh 
they just had like a. I remember him giving me a tape that they. I think they re, they might have even recorded in the basement or some shit like that. It was just a four song little demo, and I remember them playing like uh, I think they did like Lehman High School Battle of the Bands, some bullshit like that. It was never the way that we when I was in it. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing like that. You pumped it up, basically. You're saying when you got into it. Ah, uh, for sure. Now, the band's called <laughs> Two Two for Five. Yeah, two for five. Now, how was this? Was it spelled? Was it all numbers? Number two, number four, number five, or was it the yeah, words? I, we did a couple different ways. It was like it was T T W O, you know, dash four, then f- the, the 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 word five. But it always it was always two, four, five. The numbers with the exclamation point. Now, did you? What was the significance of the name two for five? Ah, uh, man, you know, th- I think my singer just took it from Wu-Tang or whatever, you know, two for five coming around the way and, and shit like that, you know, street shit like that. And, you know, we, we used to smoke a lot. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I never really got into it, but it was a dope name. Yeah, I like know? that name. Could this yeah. be heard anywhere? Is it on YouTube or anything? I, you, we I remember hearing it once in the van. I'm thinking it was cool, but I, I don't know where we heard it. Like, who had it? I, I had it on my old fucking iPod somehow. And I lost that on a city bus. Um, I have CD, but it's nowhere, bro. It's 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 not on YouTube. I, I don't know. Um, it, it, we I have like live videos. We played the Continental a bunch of times. Yo, there was a lot of fun shows. We even played at one point with um with On the Rise. You know what I'm saying, Mikey Gallo's band. Oh, nice. And uh, we played with Pledge Resistance, uh, Josh's band that I'm in in the stigma band with. Uh, you know. Black Dawn, Murphy's Law, a couple of times. That shit gets cr- got crazy. Um, there was there was a ton of show. We would play. We would play in our own neighborhood, just in a little league field, just to throw a fucking show, and all our friends would show up, go crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it was dope. We always had a, you know, all our friends rep uh, wherever we went. You know what I'm saying? So it was uh, it was definitely dope, especially a kid my age. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this is this is what I wanted. This is this is great. You know? Yeah. So I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to, to hang out and, and play music all day. You know? And what happened which, with which school? Did you, did. You, did you quit school? Did you stop going or did you finish? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I got kicked out of freshman year. Then I went sophomore year to Lehman, but I only went because they put me on probation. So I had to go to class and sign. My teachers had to sign for like six months. And then uh, after that, it was, I, I, I was, I, I stopped going. I was getting the cut cards. Um, you know, my friends were down a block. I would just hang out all day. You know, you know, I would try to go, but it it, it wasn't for me, bro. Yeah. You know? mm. Um. You were all about and the then music. my dad, my dad, my dad finally just fucking came and signed me out. I was like, all right, all right, cool. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He, he, he was. I, I was already. He was done with me. Jeez. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like you know. What I'm saying like he, he tried. I guess I, I don't know if he did or not, but I mean, he he, he didn't get you know. You never really got along with your dad, huh? Uh, I got along with him as just, you know, he was just doing his own thing, you know? Huh. So did I he... was doing my own thing. He was doing his own thing, so I did my own thing. I was like, he was like, where you going? I was going to Tyke's house. Where did you sleep? Tyke's house. Everything was Tyke's house, you know, whatever. Even if it wasn't. Yeah. So uh, so uh, that's it, really. And at some point, did you move out in your in your teens? Did you leave the house? Uh, yeah, I moved um when the fuck did I move out? I know I lived with Tyke a bunch of times, but he didn't, you know, I was just on the couch and, um, and then my boys got an apartment and they, they made me move in with him. Uh, you know, they, they let me move in with them. So, uh, I think I was like, you know, 17 or some shit. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. 
16, 17. So how long does two for five last? Uh, I want to say until uh, maybe 17. Okay, you had a good run with but that. I was then. 17. Yeah, no, nah, we definitely, and our first CD, we recorded up in uh, Purchase New, in Purchase uh, College. Mm. A mutual friend uh, from a, from our first guitar player, uh, Critic, rest in peace, Critic. Um, he uh, had this guy he went to school with, and he was running some, like, that Bronx Underground shit I was talking about. I think he had a part to do with it. And um, he 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 was just doing a project for school. He was like, "Listen, I got the studio. You know, I'm I'm, I'm engineering. They're giving me these free uh, free studio time. If you guys want to come up, <clears throat> come up." So we lay down. I think like uh, uh, man, maybe maybe nine nine songs or something like that. Ten songs, and uh, and I was 13 on that. So that was my first real uh, studio experience. Hmm. And. I remember we became familiar with you from playing with Stigma. You were the drummer for Stigma. Right. And, uh, but before that, what was in between two for five and stigma, if anything? I moved to Florida for a little bit, for like six months uh, to get away. And then the band, so the two for five stopped then. But then I, I got into um, Roger's band. Roger Merritt and the Disasters. And the Disasters, yeah. So uh, my old guitar player, uh, second guitar player from two for five, wind up playing bass because he, he was doing cars with Roger. So he wound up playing, actually played, either way, he was he was in the disasters and he needed a drummer. So Tight called me, of course, and was like, yo, uh, you know, Roger's auditioning drummers. And then um, I think I flew, I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here, bro. I flew back up to New York. I wasn't really well rehearsed, to be honest, because I didn't have drums down there the whole time, which I hated. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then... um. I don't know where we, uh, I think it was in a story or somewhere. I don't know where I did the tryouts, but it was me and some other dude. And Roger tells me, he was like, listen, uh, the other drummer was better, but your name was Luke. And we were, we, were, we had to get you in a band because we wanted to call your mama Luke the whole time. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so he was fucking been busting balls ever since then. But, um, yeah, so it went from disasters. Then Vinny needed a drummer. And, you know, I knew all these guys from Mad Long, you know what I'm saying, from going to shows and shit, you know. I knew Stigma, we, you know, same Gallo from his, the other band. You know, we were, I was always hanging out. Now, in, in, we go to Manitobas and shit. In the disasters, did you record anything? Yeah, I was on that record, My Riot. Oh, nice. Damn. Yeah, I was on one record with them. Now, what exactly, I heard just through stories, did you do with Murphy's Law? Did you just tour with them? Or did you, like, ever <laughs> yeah, record anything? Yeah, so, so it was crazy. Like, all my favorite dudes were, so now, so now Roger got me in the band and from there you know what i'm saying he, he he really introduced me to everyone and um you know really took me under his wing and um taught me a lot of shit about the road you know what i'm saying that i still have in my head that i talk about yeah how, like, what, yo was the rest of the band like a big age difference was there anybody closer to your age in the no disasters? one no one no one was ever fucking close to my age really so how yeah, was it touring with like bakes basically like you're like a kid and they're like i don't Man. know yeah i'm a kid but like i thought i was a, you know what i'm saying like I, I was like all right I've, I've been playing in bands i was like fuck it this is my dream i was like i i'd love to be on the road you know what i'm saying so that first fucking tour that roger took me on i think was like a month and a half in the states wow <laughs> yeah they don't do shit but like then, that but anymore, then bro. oh forget it and then um 
which was fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? But like there was up and downs, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was, I was, dude, I was so green from like being in a real band playing every night. You know what I'm saying? I thought mm-hmm. I, I thought I was, it was just a different style too. You know what I'm saying? I was used to playing like fast and aggressive shit. This was more like punk rock. Um, and then whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm with Tiger again in a mall somewhere, some shit one, one day. And, uh, stigma calls me out of the blue and says, yo kid, I need a drummer. Are you in? I said, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you know me, you Gallo, blah blah blah, and uh, I can't remember the full conversation, but I was like, dude, I'm f- fucking totally in. Yeah. So then, boom. So then, yeah. So then, boom. I'm in Stigma's band too. Then Roger, uh, Roger was like, listen, go be with Vinny. You're out of the band. <laughs> no like, way. Right. <laughs> like you know, not, you know, not well, just half kidding. No, he's half kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if those are the words. He's like, you know what? You know, you suck. Get out of here. Roger's so, funny, um, yo. He's a funny guy. Yeah, totally. I love him. Uh, so then, yeah, bro. I mean, and then, and then it took man long to get that, that release out. So I recorded the stigma CD, the first record, uh, New York blood. I think I was like 18 or 19 or some shit. I, I, it was, it was, uh, wow. And you're still in stigma basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in stigma for sure. Yeah. That's been decades. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I record, we recorded it and then it came out three years later from when we recorded it. You understand? Why was that? Uh, you know, uh, Jamie was involved. He wanted to put it out on 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 his label, and then shit wasn't working out. So then he, 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 I think it was just like a label thing, mm. like who 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 to release it with and shit like that. You know. Gotcha. Anyway, it just got forlorn for and 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 it took a while to, to get released. And then um, yeah. Oh, so then all right. So then I'm in Stigma, and Jimmy needed a drummer to do to do um. I think like fuck, dude. No joke. This this was longer than the, the disaster one. I think we did like two months in the states. Um, wow. With Murphy's Law. Oh, dude, I, it might have even been longer, bro. Yeah, it was crazy. And, did and, Jimmy and that drive was, you nuts or what? No, nah, no, nah, we had a lot of fun, and that nah, was know, crazy because yeah, we had a lot of fucking that that those that first tour I did with him was like fucking party nonstop, and then um, and then he took me to Japan. Mm-hmm. That so so it went so I went straight from the states and then I, and then I was going, I, but I did Europe with the disasters. I did a tour in Europe with the disasters already. I think I did a stigma tour in Europe already, and then boom, I'm going to Japan with Murphy's Law. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? This is like you know, dream after dream come true. You know? Yeah. And uh, I thank all those dudes, you know, for giving me the chance and shit. So um, so here you are, a little kid, eight years old. You meet Siv. Your first show is seeing Siv. You you sing parts on stage as a little kid, as a as a teenager. Yeah. The legend himself, Roger from Agnostic Front, has you play in his band, his personal side band, named after himself. Yeah. Then you jump into a guitar, uh, the guitar player, the legend, Vinny Stigma's band, another legend, the Godfather. The Godfather. Then you tour with Murphy's Law, legendary. Yeah. So you got Siv in the in the mix of your upbringing. You got Stigma. You got Roger. You got Jimmy. Yeah, there was so much shit in between, Rich. Like, like there was so much. You know, what I'm saying, like, I can't remember everything. Like, uh, so yeah, it was. It, that was like the three. You know, those are like the major fucking crazy. Like, I can't believe I'm in these bands with these dudes. And then like. Um, but like stigma would, would always we would always go see them at cbs and shit like that so he, he would always like support two for five too 
Like we always give him CD, like two for five on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like from the Bronx, from the Bronx, our boys from the Bronx, always getting us into the shows. Meaning, wow. you know, we were always going to H2O shows. Toby was always fucking great to us. You know, you know young guys in the scene always have a lot of positive, great things to say about Vinny, how he supported their bands, how he treated the people. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful 100%. All of us were, oh, yeah, there's not one person that could deny that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but everybody, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Toby, I knew since I was mad young, uh, uh, Craig ahead since I was mad young, you know what I'm saying? So, cause like these guys would just hang out with us backstage and shit. Like, Tyke, Tyke, yeah. you know, we would just get back there. Tyke was going to shows before me, you know what I'm saying? But, um, so, so and, you, but he's older. He's older. How much older is Tyke than you? For those who don't know, he keeps on referring to Tyke. Tyke is his best friend in life who saved him from a certain death in the gutter of the streets. Uh, Tyke saved uh, his life and, <laughs> and reformed yeah, him. Yeah, pretty much. Put him on the, the path of righteousness he's on now. Yeah, yeah. Shout out he to was, Tyke, what a guy. And anybody that sees Wisdom and Chains and sees beautiful kids stage diving, the most likely yeah. Tyke's kids. Yeah, it's my nephews. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, so Rich, there was a lot of in betweens and shit, and then a lot of bands. You know, what I'm saying like uh, loved and hated. Then I was, uh, you know, we I did some shit with. I uh, was playing shows with Jimmy Coletti's band, Loved and Hated. Another wow. drummer that I looked another up to. Yeah, it was just, name. Yeah, wow. once you're in, like I felt like I was just, you know, Roger really, you know, he, and everyone was just opening arms and shit. So I was just like, oh, this is great, and just hanging out. I was always hanging out. I was always a you know a partier guy. And um, which of these acts? I mean, you had fun in all of these bands, right? Which one was the most fun? You think? Which one was the most fun to be on? I'm thinking probably Murphy's Law, right? That run with Murphy's Law is probably a lot of fun. As far as like a never-ending party, yeah, for sure. But yeah. but we had t- I had tons of great times with, with Roger, but like in a different way. And then like yeah. and like Stigma, we always have a good time in Stigma. All we do is eat, drink, laugh, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I love it all. I love it all. You know what I'm saying? Then um, there's so many stories. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember half of them because I was uh, you know who knows, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, I mean, it was just always, you know, uh, always going to shows and and seeing these guys around, and then boom, you're in bands with them, and then you start, I guess, uh, the better word, uh, you know, whatever. They, you know, you know how hardcore goes. You know, what I'm saying, oh, I need a drummer here, I need a guitar player here. What's up? What's up? You know, shit yeah. like that. It was always a brotherhood, a scene, a sisterhood. You know, what I'm saying, so everyone looked out for each other. Now, knowing your resume, how could <laughs> Luke Rota not be said in the same breath as? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, as, what do you mean like how like as who know, as a as a mackie or as uh as as an armand because armand dude i've been watching sick of it all shows you know what i'm saying like, like yes of course it's great yeah. but i'm just saying look murphy's law roger the disasters loved and hated stigma ban boom your yeah. your 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 resume son your resume you are the drummer is it good? I don't know. I don't, is, is, I, I'm sure yeah, it's better. That's good. I mean, that's, you know, well, yeah. Man, who, who else, man? Who I else? mean, the, yo, the dude from uh, the dude, of course, the, 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 the little dude, Youth of Today dude. What's his name again? Like that dude has a great resume. What's Sammy? Sammy. Yeah. Limp Bizkit. He was in all of this stuff, you know. Well, course. that's that's who I that's who I I, I was like, because I didn't know Gorilla Biscuits yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't know. You, you're talking about when you were eight years old. You weren't aware of Gorilla Biscuits. Yet. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, but I, I, I seen their roadie with, you, you know, there was a classic Gorilla Biscuit shirt that looked like my, my neighborhood pizza box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is Gorilla Biscuits? And, and then my, my aunt's friend was like, yeah, that's, that's Sim's first band. 
And I was like, oh, shit. But I didn't know if it, if it was, you know, like the lyrics, like, you know, saying it. So but then I, I, I was like Sammy's Sammy's drumming on, on that that set your goals record. Yeah. Uh, I was like, holy shit, this shit is like totally my, me and my style. Like this shit sounded dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Don Fury. Don Fury produced crazy stories about that dude. Now, yeah, there's uh, another one. I mean, Don Fury, legendary uh, producer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two for five almost got almost almost recorded with Don. Fury. <laughs> uh man, it was fucking nuts. That's, that's but, uh, classic stuff, man. Yeah, he he was a, he was a character. I tell you, he was a great. You know, he he uh, he looked out for bands though. Who Don Fury? Yeah, yeah. And what happened? Why didn't you record with him? Um, I, I think it just fell through. I, I, I think, uh, we were in his like loft and fucking, uh, where the fuck was that? Uh, Coney Island, I think. And we played a show around the corner. He came to check us out somehow. Like, yeah, like, like we had a good following for a little bit too. Like we would get into like newspapers here and there, shit like that. But like, um, somehow he comes around the corner. He was like, yo guys fucking come to my fucking, come to my, uh, loft studio, blah, blah, blah check it out and i was like oh shit this is where uh, sammy recorded drums let me get in there mm. and then we started drinking he was drunk you know saying i don't i don't know it just didn't ever happen i don't who knows we got out of there <laughs> shit, shit was getting weird <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, is he still alive down fury i'm pretty sure pretty oh, sure yeah if he does he did some shit not too long ago like did, wasn't he releasing some shit like uh yeah you might be right uh, yeah, I remember him like uh, doing some like video, like little video clips and uh, and stories about the rec the records he recorded and shit not too long ago. So I think he's still around. Nice. So you're 18 years old. That's when you do this Stigma recording. Fast forward, on tour with Stigma with Wisdom and Chains, and that's where we met you. Did did you know any of us before that tour? Did we ever meet? Um... Oh, before Stigma and Wisdom went out? No, yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so, Rich. Uh, where, where the fuck? I don't. I don't think so, bro. To be honest with you. Yeah, because I didn't know and if then, you might have known Joe or something. Because that's you know I wasn't too sure. I wasn't on that tour. I played like the first show and the last show of that tour. Yeah, I don't I remember you on it? Because I think we went to that diner. Didn't we go to a diner or some shit? I think in Brooklyn we went to a diner. But I, yeah, I only played like two shows on that tour. Then who was on guitar? Uh, maybe it was just Tony, Tony Meltdown. Oh, Tony, Tony, yeah, Tony. So, oh, uh, yeah, Tony. Um, big shows in the band. Yeah, and Evan and Matt were definitely not. Um, no, and not Shannon, yet. I think, Ch and Shannon, and uh, yep, yep. And, Joe, yeah. and for those who don't know, that's uh, yeah, Shannon was uh, our original drummer, but uh, he there were some shows he couldn't do, and he he was friends with you, and so was Joe, very good at the time because of that tour, and they asked you to fill in. And yeah, that tour of, was dope. Like I was like, holy shit, yo, honestly, Rich, I was like, yo, I never heard this fucking. Band. Yeah, I definitely didn't hear you guys. So, and then I wound up dancing every fucking night almost to like some of your songs that I didn't even know, but I started getting to know. And I remember he you hearing like Die Young. Um, you might have been even been playing Fade back then. To be honest with you, it was just like, oh, oh definitely in that era, definitely, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, holy shit. And then Joe had a liking to uh my drumming, which I don't even think was that good back then, but um. Yeah, so so that was the tour that I met you guys. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, wasn't Discipline from Europe was also on that tour? No, was I guess it had it because that was the only tour we did together, right? I think I think they were on that. Yeah, Stigma, Wisdom and Change, Stigma, and Discipline. Discipline, and Wisdom and Change. Yeah, I think so. And I remember there's all kinds of issues with uh, Discipline 
but stigma yeah. was friends with these guys so he was asking everybody to be not yeah these yeah. Guys what and, they deserve, yeah and basically. i actually met that yeah yeah i know Stigma was good friends with uh I, I and eric from there is a good dude um because i've met them i think in europe before that um with the stigma band that we toured in europe so i met all those dudes out there Amazing. So I knew dudes. I knew dude. Uh, yeah, I knew those dudes. Be- yeah, before I we even did that tour, but I didn't know you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's that's. I, I I wish I could remember what year that was though. I don't know. Oh fuck, bro. Uh, man, what about what? Is it close to maybe t- maybe 2010, two thousand ten? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. But uh, shortly after that, yeah, you were filling in. A little bit, then you were filling in a lot, and then Shannon stepped down permanently, and you jumped in, and uh, Luke became our drummer. Yeah. And, uh, from then on, probably what was your first release? Did I ruin you? I ruined your band. <laughs> no, you added uh, a lot. Okay. Everybody always loves your drumming. They love your company. Up, up to it. a point, up to a little while, then they don't. Yeah, like I'm a fuck. <laughs> oh, I was getting shitty. But uh, what was the first album you did with uh, Wisdom? Was it? Uh, uh the god rhythm the god rhythm okay so you did two albums the last uh yeah two yep. albums and some seven inches and yeah you've been in yeah. a band a long time now yeah and i feel yeah i feel yeah it's definitely way longer than i think it's uh yeah going probably what 10 years yeah easy at, le- at least and you uh you had high hopes and unfortunately it didn't work out and uh <laughs> We got real stack, but uh, we're here to talk about you. Not, no, I mean, wisdom is 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 you, but when you joined wisdom, mm-hmm. did you get any flack from from stigma or the other bands or anything like that? Like, nah, I never you know. really, not really, because like it never really was um, uh, uh, going you know head to head with touring wise. You know what I'm saying? Like it was never. You know what I'm saying? Because like we made it happen. Like okay, if Stigma's doing something, then you know we can't do this. Or if Wisdom's doing something, we can't do that. Obviously, but it was never be like it was never like oh shit, what the fuck you in that band for and not and not focusing on this. So we, you know, we I, I focused on all the bands I was in. You know, because what would happen if Stigma had something, an offer at the same time as Wisdom? What would you do? I would I would have to go to Stigma. I'm in Stigma before before wow. you guys. Wow. Yeah. What a hard. <laughs> How could I do that to me? I'm saying I'm what a heartbreak. <laughs> but that's how it goes. But what are you? You know what I'm saying? That's it's respect. You know what I'm saying? Like no loyalty. Gonna, nah, I'm loyal to, to. You know what I'm saying? How, how can I not be loyal to him first? All right, fine. we'll remember that. We will remember you know what I'm that. <laughs> but it was never coming down to that. I, you know I'm saying, t- totally you know? teasing. I'm totally teasing. But um, and as yeah. a new, as a New York hardcore guy. You live it. Everybody knows that. I mean, you're you're as hardcore as they come. What yeah, is try the to be. epitome of New York hardcore? I got questions for New York hardcore for you because I think you're an authority, despite your age and the uh, generation you're from. But what was what's the epitome of New York hardcore as far as a band who represents New York hardcore better than everybody? Fuck, dude. Uh, to me personally, I would say Madball. Okay, I like that. But I also know where they came from. I also know why they're here. I also know why I'm here. You know, what I'm saying I also know who who paved the way for all of these bands. But for me, 
now to this day. I mean, but you, you still got all these bands doing it, so it's hard to say. You know what I'm saying? AF still reps, bro. Look at them. You know what I'm saying? They're still going. They're still writing records. Yeah. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? They they bang it out, bro. You 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 see their shows, you feel it. Yeah. Um, they're still, you know, as good as they were. Um, and then you got dudes like Jimmy. Then you got sick of it all. Fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, these bands are they they have to be the definition. You know what I'm saying? They they're not they're not gone one day and back another day. They've been here steady for fucking over 30 years. And and you, if you don't know that and if you don't fucking respect that, then you ain't hardcore. You ain't hardcore. Yeah. Now, as you a New ain't. York hardcore guy, I, from an outsider looking in, I'm very familiar with New York, as you know, but I'm not a New York guy. But from an outsider looking, looking in, something happened where in the cities, in the boroughs, it stopped. It seems to have stopped. It slowed down. I mean, there are definitely people representing in the boroughs and there's still bands that exist, but not. It's like a shadow of what it used to be. Yeah. Like, what changed? Like, my, yeah. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, in my opinion, I mean, I, I feel like the streets changed. The city changed. It, it's it's it, the the the. Technology change, shit. Um, as as uh, maybe maybe kids don't even. I don't even hear bands playing in in garages anymore. Or, or you know, what I'm saying like I don't know, I don't know how that happens. But like, I just feel like it was disconnected somehow through popularity. Uh, uh, shows changing as far as uh, people going to them. You know, what I'm saying Some, so something. Something happened. You're in the Bronx know. in the '90s and the early 2000s. You would hear you would hear kids jamming out in in basements and garages. Oh, and stuff totally, like, yeah, really. totally. But but uh, but and and I just, is, is do I think it's more than I, than I know because maybe I was just doing that every day, you know what I'm saying? But I know for a fact there was other bands around. Mm. People had had guitars. People had drums. There was music stores on fucking Tremont. I, I don't see that shit no more. I don't I don't know where to buy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, local local drum gear or guitar shit. I don't see any of that. It's 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 like totally gone. Like music stores, like you know what I'm saying, mom and pop music stores. What do you got now? Sam Ash and Guitar Center. That's it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even they're struggling. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like what the fuck happened? Mm. Did, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like is it not you know what I'm saying? People grow out of it. People grow out of it. I don't know. Is it is if is it everyone? No, because I, I'm still around there. Well, we I see still, the surge you know in Long Island. We see a surge of, of big, great bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rep for sure. Yeah, as far as, Nine, fucking. Yeah, so many dope bands. But yeah, as far so as the Manhattan is very few. There are some, but there's 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 very few. And, very uh, few. It, could you name any? Do you know any offhand that are still repping younger yeah. bands from uh, New York that maybe listeners might not have heard yeah. of because you always think yeah. of the classics of course but who, who is i know i know and i'm always bad at remembering names that i uh that i'm into and shit um but as far as manhattan i, I don't know i know some in queens some some you know what i'm saying you got you got uh you got uh davies band uh in the bronx still uh in zaguri um oh yeah you got to give them props they play often too, yeah so play. Um, and that's a Bronx. All right, that's repping the Bronx. So is the Bronx? Is that the last of the Mohegans of a, a of a young New York hardcore band? I don't I know. I mean, in the Bronx, I don't know any in the Bronx. I, I don't even know who. You know, man, it's it's hard to say, man. I, I'm sure there is younger bands that I have that have bands that I just don't know from from not you know they play like local shows and shit. But um, mm. you know, as far as bars and stuff, uh, but yeah, there's bands out there. There's uh. 
who else uh, from from the boroughs besides Long Island? You know, what I'm saying there's uh, there's fire, uh, there's dead 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 uh, dead blow hammer, right? What's what's uh, fucking Kabula band? Hammer. Yeah, oh, I yeah, know, yeah. I don't know. They're cool. Um, you got the take, right? Where, I don't know if those guys live in the city. Scotty lives in the city, right? Which I don't know to be honest. Um, you know, this this band, dying this, breed. Yeah, this this they're out there though. I mean, as as much as it used to be, but definitely not. Yeah. Mm. Now, when you look around the country, there's more hardcore bands than ever. I mean, it's yeah, for sure, for ones. sure. But, but you think New York will ever have that ones. that come back? You think it'll ever kick in again? <sighs> I see it kicking in. You know, I think so. I think so. I will. Oh. I would like to to hope. You know, what I'm Luke saying because uh, because uh, yeah, there's fucking shows left and right, bro. Fucking West Coast. You know, what I'm saying it's safe to say uh, that Pennsylvania kept this great hardcore style alive all these years, though. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You, I know you like yeah. to say. That. I know you like to say that. <laughs> I'll give you that. No, nah, no. Nah, listen, bro. I mean, PA's got a ton of bands, a ton of dope bands, and um. There's definitely uh, great shows in, in, in PA. Every time I go out there, every time, you know. Yeah, PA is nice for shows, definitely. You know, Joe Harcourt does does that shit right. Keeps uh, it alive, show after show, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on now. Now, even you are young, you're a younger guy in the mix compared to all the guys you hang out with. This and that, but you still got your your finger on the pulse of some of the newer bands that are out right now, just throughout the whole country, or no? Um, somewhat. I mean. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, if, if it doesn't get, yeah, if it doesn't, if it, I don't, I don't know. I look, I, I, whatever I see that's, that's, you know, nowadays, uh, um, that people are posting, reposting, you know what I'm saying? I check it all out. Bands that you send me, you know what I'm saying? Like, check out this band from here. I'm like, oh shit, that's dope. Mm -hmm. And then I take it from there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, some, some of the bands are, are heavy as fuck too, you know what I'm saying? Like, different kind of hardcore. Yeah, it's yeah. like real, like almost death metal crossover going on right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so on record, sometimes I'm I don't go that route, but like if I if I catch them live, I'm like, holy shit, you know. Well, like, what is your yeah. what is your preferred style of hardcore? Uh, my preferred style of hardcore, it, it's got it's got to it's got to make me. It's got to have some like groove like type shit to it. You know what I'm saying? Like like. Like uh, I don't know, it's it's definitely not the the heavier vocal kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like like as far as I can't understand you type shit. Okay, all right. But, um, but yeah, you know it's got to have cool cool drums. Okay, and, uh, see, we had to get a little historical perspective of you because people were always asking. We had to have you on in the past, but just talking shit. But yeah. what a lot of people do ask when they when they talk about you, they want to know. And uh, they always think you might pop on because you're in the band. And early in this podcast, a lot of guys from the band used to be on. And everybody kind of turned their back on me in the band at some point. <laughs> I was doing everything solo. Yeah. But uh, man, they, people always say, what is Luke's favorite pizzerias? Because they know you to be a pizza guy. And yeah, I got, I I got mean, an idea what you might say. But what would you say? Give me the top three. Uh, nowadays... Um... I love pizza. I love the, I love the, I love the deli business. You know what I'm saying I love a good deli. Um, that's a dying breed too. But pizza's been popping. Uh, so my top three. Yeah, let's go top three. Yeah, it depends on a on a, on a 
right now my my shit like the my go-to is is, is uh my boy Matty from uh la rosa in new rochelle mm, what a place what a um, place yeah but that's a different kind of style you know what i'm saying then you got lou and your nerdies what would you say style. style that is like would is there a term called like restaurant pizza or, or would that be that kind of place? Nah, for so me, it's this, it's this fucking uh, wood, 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 wood burning stove pizza. Like, so that's, you know what I'm saying? that's wood fire pizza. Okay. Wood fire pizza, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a different style. It's not, it's yeah. not a regular after school special. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the typical old school spots with the big metal. Right. Ovens. Right. But I enjoy the crispiness. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. That's what kind of pizza I go to. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's done right. Yeah. Just like a sandwich. If the sandwich is done right then boom you know you could because you could always have the product you know what I'm saying but if you don't do it right then you know that is true i gave you a test in europe where you took what you had and i made myself a sandwich <laughs> and then you had the access to the same stuff i had and then you made me a sandwich and it was much yeah, better than that. the one i made for myself yeah i remember that too yeah, how do you do that but uh, yeah, okay just, so you, you know, said la rosa's what else you got yeah la rosa's louis and ernie's for the for the for the sausage pie Wow, they do that spot. shit right. But yo, for that, for that, you know what I figured out? You gotta have that in house, bro. You know what I'm saying? What you you mean, can't put it. it in, you can't. Yeah, you can't put it in a box. Drive home, fucking eat it. It's not gonna work out. Yeah, it's not you the best, to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too thin. It's too. I mean, that's shot, the case with all pizza, right? Like some holds up better than others, but never. Yeah, good. but that's just too thin. You know what I'm saying? For to, that, yeah. even to even compare to taking it home, you know, you gotcha. can't do it. So everybody that'll go to Louis and Ernie's, go there and then go to Tree next door for a cannoli uh Italian ice. Ice, yeah, Italian yeah. ice. They got good shit there. So who do you put at number three? And then I rep uh number three, man. Uh see, there's so much different ones that I go to for different things. But uh shout out to my boy JP at Loretta's Pizza. Oh, Loretta's, uh, not the Bronx. Loretta's, Bronx. yeah, yeah. They do the semolina type though, you know? Mm. Old school shit, yeah. Um there's Tommy's Pizza. That that's a classic one, but it depends. It depends who makes it. You know what I'm saying? For all these places, you know. But La Rosa's is always uh, legit every time. Um, now there's so a, there's three, a, a but those a are rivalry. top three just in my neighborhood, Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm used to. So we you mentioned your old friend Craig, and he has this allegiance to Amore from Queens. Amore's, yeah, and, uh, which is good. I think it's a. I, I like it a lot. I think it's good. I had I a never crap one there once. Good. Yeah, I had it once. It wasn't all good, but now is the are the places you mentioned above Amores, or could Amore Amore be in the mix with those? No, it could be in the mix. But the only thing about Amores, and you were there, and you know me personally. Yeah, dude, do you ever remember me throwing out every fucking crust that I you ate? You wouldn't. You wouldn't throw out Pizza Hut crust. <laughs> You know so what I'm saying? I was shocked that you were throwing that out, but it yeah, was you, you were there. We were in the park shot a lot. Pizza, yeah. The fucking pie was good. The sauce is good. You got the product. They do it right if it's done right. You know what I'm saying? But like there was something about that dough that just didn't didn't mix. It, it was flavorless towards the crust. And it was unusually like white looking, right? It had like right. a, pale, yeah, exactly. a exactly. pale look to it. Yeah. Like, like almost like a cracker. Almost like a my, cracker. I want my crust to look like a spray tan. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, bro. Like it, it was almost like a fucking cracker, or, or you know, what I'm saying a breadstick, and I, uh, but not even crunch. I don't know. It, it, yeah. it just had no flavor, bro. You know how dough. Yo, remember when we hit Suprema and the crust was like that? And I'm like, yo, this is like, it's, it's like nothing. It's like, which one is that? Which one is that? Suprema is the one by Madison Square Garden that Mitts always goes crazy for. Acts like it's. Better oh than, yeah, another one, another one. They act like it's better than the guy around the corner. The uh, 
Nah, uh, bro. In, in New York City, Joe's Joe's is fucking killer. Joe's is great. But how about the one I take you around the corner? What's it called again? Uh, Vito's. Around the corner from where the towers are? Suprema. By Suprema. Suprema, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's way better. That's way better. Yeah, way better, right? Like I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Adamale. Yeah, yeah Adamale. Midigal. Too much fuck. Too much mozzarella. Too much Midigal. fucking uh... extra cheese, please. Get out of here. <laughs> extra mozzarella, yeah, please. Small the fuck up. Get your white uh, ass out of here, mother. Yeah, you might as well put pineapples on it, you fucking mutt. Oh. But um. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's tons, bro. Even, you know, uh, Williamsburg pizza. That was the sickest oh, fucking, you know, that, that pie that came out of that oven straight to the tray yeah. was, uh, it, it was just like, you, you thought it, it looked like it, it was a little, um, it could, if you could pick it up and it could flop, but the thing just nah, never it fucking it flopped. Flop. It just never flopped. How about going to the pizza champion of the world's house in Brooklyn and sitting uh, what in his a great front time. yard and he's bringing out pie after pie and lasagna. Yeah, yeah. totally like, kills him. And he's he's at the uh, he's at the he's in Vegas, Vegas right, in right Vegas. now, killing it with his yeah. own line of ovens. Now, his yeah, he always kills it. Yeah, he always kills it. Nino Caniglio, shout out. Now you mentioned the New York deli scene, and you always Dying said Greek. something. You said you were a golden apron. Winner <laughs> is it winner? five years in a row? Cause now is that a real thing? Because I, I know if you're bullshitting <laughs> or, or or what. Uh, it might as well be a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's not a real thing. I don't know. I don't think there was anything with the delis like that. I mean, but I mean, come on. But you worked in delis for a long time, right? Yeah. So like, so like, yeah, for a long fucking okay, time. I, for, so uh, did you win a Golden Apron Award or did you make that up? What is going on? <laughs> nah, nah, bro. I. Uh, Okay, so I was. Just, I just took the glory. I took the glory, bro. Yo, no one could come close to me, bro. Put me on to, to anyone. I'll yeah. do it right now. No, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And is it true that you had your own custom sandwich on the yes. menu at this? What was it called? Yes, there was a couple. There was um, the uh, Mama Luke, and well, there before was you go somewhere. One. Before you go somewhere, what's the name of this deli? <laughs> what was the name of this deli? <laughs> This one was called Frank and Joe's. Okay, Frank and Joe's, Mama Luke. What are the ingredients to that sandwich? Um, thin, thin layer of prosciutto. Oh, I like how then you hold the tongue with that. Prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the the, the Americans say prosciutto, but um, prosciutto. <laughs> no. yeah. So what else do they have on there? Yeah, prosciutto, chicken cutlet. Wow. Asiago, Asiago cheese, but these cutlets you got to understand. Like these cutlets are not no fucking. You're not you're not buying a, a, a inch and a half thick cutlet. These these no. are done right. Like you're, you're like you're oh, fucking these cutlets are made in house. Yes, exactly, oh, exactly. Beautiful. Of course, everything beautiful. everything is everything. Yes, yeah, okay. if if you don't do it in house, you ain't a fucking right deli. Yeah, but um, so yeah, uh, chicken cutlet, thin layer prosciutto, Asiago cheese, broccoli rabe. And sun-dried fucking peppers, bro. Game changer. Oh, wow. You know, I don't even like broccoli, Rob, but I think I would like it on that on that mix. But here's the thing, Richie. A lot of people, and, and it goes with everything. It goes with a pizza. It goes with a sandwich. If you don't have that fucking ratio down yeah. of what you got to do, yeah. then you might as well throw the sandwich out the window. Yeah, right in the toilet. And like I say it all the time, you know me, uh, like if a, a cold hero, I don't say grind. I don't say sub. Over here in the Bronx and in New York, I say hero. Hero, yeah. So, so if you don't cut that fucking bread all the way through mm-hmm. to build that sandwich, then then it's skiva. For no, me, what do you mean all the way through? Like not have it like 
Like if you don't have, you don't put a hinge. Hell? You don't put a hinge. You don't okay. put a hinge. Okay. The only gotcha. time you put a hinge is on a hot sandwich, on like a Philly cheese, ah, on, on a yes, chicken palm. Okay. So you can put your on, hands on, on one side of it while you eat. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't doesn't it doesn't blow out the sides like a fuck so, okay. is. You so know? hinge bread for hot sandwiches, Correct. completely divided bread for cold sandwiches. Correct. You know why? Okay. If you don't, if you don't, if you keep that hinge on a cold sandwich, bro, and you fold it over, yeah, half of it's pushing out, and then yeah. in the middle, if you get closer, whoa, me, what's going on? Oh. If you if you get closer to that hinge, you're gonna have a certain ingredient only to that hinge, and not the yeah. not the the other side of the sandwich. What exactly. the fuck is the point of that? Exactly. Like, so like, so nothing's really going together. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem when they make burritos. They put all of one ingredient, then all of the next. <laughs> yeah. right, do you ever notice that? One bite is all rice. One bite is yeah. all ground beef. It's like, yo, we'll mix this up in a big pot and then yo, wrap it up. Yeah, even even the wraps. There's a there's a way to do the wraps, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like so like on a sandwich, you would do the the toppings on top of the sandwich. That's why they call fucking toppings. Yeah. So on a wrap, you want to do a reverse. So if you have like roasted peppers, mm -hmm. you put that on the bottom of the wrap. Then your mozzarella. Then your eggplant. Then you then then whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then you your, your, your super sata or whatever. Okay, and then so you, you roll yo, it from there. You gave us the Mama Luke, and you said there's two other ones. Are there? Two yeah. Other then ones? I named another one called the Lukey Luke. That was um, that was a uh, chicken franchise. Oh wow! Right, in-house made chicken franchise. This one had the hinge. You need the hinge on this one because it's hot. Yeah, because it's hot, and it, you got the juice from the chicken, the yeah. chicken franchise. You know what I'm saying? You want that juice there, the lemon, mm. and um, you put melted mozzarella. You know, mm. and um. And broccoli rob on that. That shit's explosive. Wow, very simple. Just Sounds those simple incredible. ingredients. If you have those right ingredients, and then what you do to melt that that mozzarella all over the place, you put that. Uh, there used to be some uh, a salamander. You know that? Yeah, like almost like a broiler. Right, bro. You put just that heat on the from meat. the top. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Just just like you do in a nice restaurant for a steak, or or, or you melt that yeah. chicken parmesan. Uh, uh, so yeah, you put that on the knees first, and then and then you got the the bread toasting on around the around the the, the sides. Oh, oh, dude, it's it's it's. But you got to have the right bread, so you do it on a uh, on a seated fucking uh, semolina. And then that's that's the Lukey Luke. Yeah, but I had so many combos that we didn't name. You know what I'm saying? There's so yeah. many. Now check this out. There's a place in Philly. I know you don't think highly of Philly with the sandwich. Nah, I know where you're going with this, and I love it. Well, I'm not talking about Angela's. There's another place oh, that dude, does how can we this not thing. Talk about that? Chicken cutlet, right? But uh -huh. they dip it into a what they call a Calabrian sauce, which is made up of hot honey and some Oof. other stuff. They dip the whole cutlet in that My and before they bro. put it on, on the hero. And I didn't try this yet, but I was watching. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's No, it's going to be delicious. You know why? You're having a hot cutlet. Yeah. If, if your crust is, if you're, if that's coming out the pan with that, with that crust. Yeah. It's not gonna make that soggy. It's just gonna not be. It's all. just gonna. It's just gonna. Yeah, it's gonna soak into that crust, and then boom, you're putting it right on the hero. Forget it. Yeah, and that y'all oh, for. But yeah, Angelo's is incredible. I gotta take you there at some point. Yeah, just for that bread alone, bro. Forget it. I think it's uh, April 9th. Our man Fowler's hitting Philly area to do a run of uh, famous Philadelphia pizzerias, and the start yep. I believe is Angelo's. If you want to come down, it ends. We got at a, a show lot in of Phoenixville. Shit. Yeah. 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 We got oh, a lot wow. of foot soldiers. We got a lot of foot soldiers doing work out there, bro. Yeah, people don't even understand. I mean, you can't even come close. But yo, could anyone come close in this fucking country that don't know who he is? <laughs> yo, could you? Could anyone come close to fucking Armand as the on the on the legwork that he does? Armand eats pizza 
almost like twice, every day. Yeah, like twice a day, right? Yeah. He goes yeah, out to pizza and then he gets pizza on the way home. Yeah, it's Incredible. sick, bro. I love him. Love him. Yo, this uh, that place by me, I, I can't even believe it. I got to take you there. It's in the middle of this nowhere town. It looks Is like that the, the one front from of Stroudsburg. It, it's called Penn Argyle. It's smaller oh, yeah. than Stroudsburg. It's about 10 to 15 minutes from where I live. And huh. it's called Moonlight Pizza. And it's incredible. Incre- I was I was shocked. I was like, wow, this is like a hidden gem. And they take it really? serious. When you call, they're like, uh, what, what do you want? Uh, I called there before. Oh, we're out of dough for the day. That's it. We're out of dough. Sorry. That's it. It's done. It's yeah. done. Like, you know, he, he, this guy, if you read his bio and his, at his restaurant website, you're like, oh my God, this guy loves pizza and the idea really? of pizza. Yeah. And so you call, all right, when you come in, all right, so could you be here by this time? Cause we have to give the pizza will be out by this. So we came a little early. So they want to know, even if you have toppings on your pizza, which one you're getting before you get there. This guy well, just wants to do why. everything. He wants to do everything perfectly timed, everything. And every and I was like, so what? So a- when you sit down, the pie is coming out the fucking oven. Is that what he wants to do? Almost, almost like that. It's like right. within like eight minutes. But uh, yeah. but we got there a little early, so he, the lady's like, oh, you could actually, if you want to change something, you're here a little early. So that I'm like, so I was even like, almost like, man, this place is a pain in the ass, right? Right. But then when I ate the pizza, I'm like, uh, now I understand. When I was watching the guy operate, the one guy, yeah, control, isn't that a beautiful thing, bro? I was like, now I understand why he's like this. <laughs> moonlight yeah, pizza bro. next time you're up we gotta try it gotta try oh uh, yeah for sure yeah because i remember you saying some something about that when you show that grandma pie i think it's like stroudsburg pizza right some shit. that's stroudsburg pizza the grandma yeah very good and is street. that and is that is that up there that's on main street yeah right on main street but i'm saying is that pizza like up there on like maybe we should hit or like oh yeah it's worth it it's you know yeah. it's like for that style pie definitely you know, nobody in the clique is really big on the square style, but we know it's good. It's good. Yeah, but see, that's what that's that's the thing, Rich. Like, you go to certain spots for different things, exactly. bro. And, yeah. and, and and that's and that's like where I come into like have a hard time deciding which one I like the most. You know what I'm saying? Because so, like, yeah, like you so said, sausage, spots. Louis and Ernie's. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want a, a grandma, yeah, this Stroudsburg place is one of my favorites. You know, for that style, yeah, sweet. The aroma of this is incredible. It's covered with basil. It's like so. Ah, uh, dude, basil it, it, is it so smells great. So good, and it's like <laughs> yeah. you, I bring it in the house, and everybody's like looking. It's yeah, it's it's top notch. Dude, I was I was growing this. Uh, I was growing this Genovese basil on on my on my countertop mm. with this uh, with these LED lights, whatever it is. Um, oh, dude, the aroma, the aroma, bro. Yo, you, you put that just on a, on the top of a simple like uh, uh, rigatoni or, or spaghetti with uh, with that on it, just a Beautiful, red sauce. With, with the, oh my god, bro! It's it's really sick thing, bro. If you Yo, did you basil. smell that chocolate basil at Nino's? That Nino was yes, growing? yes. That was the How first was that time. Even I possible. I was like, dude, it's possible. I'm that. Yo, it's chocolate, chocolate so basil. Many- Let me smell that, and I'm like, oh my god, it smells like yeah. chocolate. <laughs> I know it's fucking bananas, bro. Yeah, incredible. So yeah, that go that goes a long way. And what's going on? You work tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Dan's guy makes money hand over fist, son. But got it. Tell your uh, boss to give me a little foreman job. I'll run a couple jobs. Come on. Hey, easy, easy. Give me a truck. What are you doing? What kind of truck? Well, anything. Pickup, caravan. I don't care. <laughs> I want to go yeah, job to you, job. Bro. You have dudes and leave. Yeah, if I thought you retired, I thought you were retiring. No, I'm home for a while though. When you have a kid, you gotta 
thanks to communist New York City, you get time off. See, every complaint, New York City, socialist, New York City, communist. Wait, when your tax dollars go to the right place, it's not so bad. Yeah, I think um, I think now the guys could have a leave uh, uh, for, for pregnancy. <laughs> if you yeah. have a kid, you can take the same amount of time off. Yeah, it's, 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 called a, it's called a family leave act. Like, yeah, they it, just started that, I think, like three years ago, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remember so seeing them handing out shit in the, in the, in the job sites like that. It's not even it's not even just for like a pregnancy. If you live with anybody, like let's say you live with your your dad and your dad has a surgery and you show my dad has a surgery. I need to stay home with him for a little while. Help him out. Oh, really? You could use the family leave act for that. You know, if you have a kid and they break their leg, you know, you you could use it for that. If you have a wife and she's pregnant, you could use it for that. So, yeah, Jesus, I could have used this for a lot for a lot of things. Well, you never really live with anybody. You're always living alone, so I don't know. Why you can't? T- what, what if you need that? You know, what if you need? I don't time? know. I don't know how it would work if because it's, it's leave for your family. So yeah, yeah. maybe you could. I really have no idea, but maybe. Yo, so what's up? What's up with uh? What, 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 who's running the shots in Z nine nowadays, Evan? What's going? On? What's going on? Are we playing? Are we practicing this weekend? What's going? On? I, I sent you guys a song like three days ago. Nobody even responds about it. It's like, geez, of course we did. No, nobody did. Brand new song. Texted it to you. Look at your phone right now. What are you talking about? Yeah. People at home, think of that. You're in a band. You bust your ass. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. You make a song. You send it to your band members, hoping for some feedback, and they don't even reply one way or the other. Dude, you're, you're fucking lying right now. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We 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 respond sometimes not right away. Uh, I'm looking. I'm gonna know, look at it right now. I'm opening my phone. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, I, I said, yo, that you. that end that end riff is dope. That's, Didn't I say that? I'm gonna yeah, but that was before this. All right, right here, look. Oh, you sent another one? Yeah. Look, Wednesday, 10:46 p.m. Mm. No, no. 10:46 p.m., bro. I'm I'm fucking waking up at four o'clock in the morning. You think I'm gonna? Okay, so that uh, was Thursday, completely passed. Friday, completely passed. And you still don't say nothing. But yeah, so, <laughs> you get so lost in, in people text. at home. Yeah, we're recording Z9. We're writing Z9 now, having fun. Another thing, uh, we got a show with Wisdom and Chains on April 23rd at Thompson Square Park. It's yeah, shout out to Cuz. Yeah, shout out to Cuz, the promoter. It's basically a repeat of the of the other show that we did there. Is that a year ago now? Or the anniversary show of last year's great. Great yeah. show that that everyone vibed to. Who was ever there, you know what I'm talking about. It was just a great day in and out. Total yeah. great vibes the whole fucking day, and um, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and then basically it's it's the same lineup. It's got Madball, Wisdom and Chains, Murphy's Law. Now instead of Blood Clot, I'm told an act called Age of Quarrel is playing instead of Blood Clot. So you know what that means. You know what they're going to be yeah. playing. Also, that band, the Captures, I played last time, and also oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. An, an edition of Burn, from what I'm told. An so, edition of Burn. Yeah, because Burn didn't play the original show, but I, right. I heard they're going to play this one. From what I'm told, it should be a flyer out by the time this podcast is out. So, everyone wisdom, come out. Wisdom, wisdom rarely plays. We might play two, three times a year at this point. So, if you want to see us come out, you know, what I'm saying? yeah, this, this might be the fir- the first and last of the year. For real. It could be it could be it for the year because it's uh March. Yeah, I mean if in wisdom numbers, the year's just about over in March. So 
we'll see what happens but what else you got you got anything you want to tell the people before i let you go i just needed them to know what a key figure this guy is in the new york hardcore drumming scene his resume is top notch he did it all he's seen it all he played it all what else you got to tell him i appreciate that no man just you know keep 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 the uh keep the faith going and uh you know go out to every show you can because you know what we're still here we're still doing it and there's uh still a scene that we're highly involved in and uh get this shit popping again you know what i'm saying nothing changed nothing changed just, just you know nothing nothing changed as far as the band's playing <laughs> you know what i mean that's right so, make you know, it pop sure, don't yeah. stop yeah that's that right album yeah. drop you heard and um that's it rich you know thanks for having me on no doubt peace out respect to local 79 i know you got to work tomorrow so get some rest word up right, appreciate peace. it bro peace thanks a lot for listening we really appreciate it post america podcast will always be there for you don't forget that tune in next time for more fun with the boys until then Get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck you think you in? This is post-America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!